Yo, welcome to my summer layer. I'm Sam Union, and I'm on location at the Oshawa Public Library for FanCon. And one of the guests I'm going to be interviewing, one of the guests at FanCon, is Connor McCreary. Connor is best known as the writer and creator of Kill Shakespeare with artist Anthony DeCall. Those two dudes worked on a fantastic miniseries, Sherlock Holmes versus Harry Houdini. It's about five issues. Here's the basic premise. The world's most famous detective meets the world's most famous magician. See, it's fresh already. And death ensues. What? Yo. Fresh Sleuth, Sherlock Holmes, and brash showman Harry Houdini must combine forces to defeat a mysterious mystic dedicated to destroying Houdini's career and killing anyone who gets in his way. What? Check this book out. I'm hoping that, and I brought this up in the interview with Connor, I'm hoping that eventually this gets a sequel because this is a lot of fun. And because we're at the Oshawa Public Library, I want to also reference the fact that the Toronto Reference Library has a fantastic Arthur Conan Doyle collection. Most people don't know about that. There's even an Arthur Conan Doyle room. If you Google Toronto Public Library, Arthur Conan Doyle collection, you'll find all the information. It is worth going. Anything to kind of keep Sherlock Holmes, Harry Dini, all those cool cats alive, I'm willing to do. Thank you, Connor, for this book. All right, here's the interview with Connor. Live from the center of the earth. All right. Uh, I'm here at the uh, Oshawa Library. Because a lot of people think the um, Toronto is just like Fan Expo. Yeah, but yeah. There are a lot of really cool little events like this that are happening outside of Toronto. So, what does it mean for you as a comic book creator to come to something like this? Uh, I, mean, I, with, I mean, so it's cool to be here at the FanCon. I, I, you know, it's uh, first of all, it's a library show, and I mean, I do the Toronto Comics Arts Festival almost every year I can, and I love library shows because there's something really cool about people who just walk into their local library and all of a sudden they're surrounded by comic books. And you know, I think there are a lot of people who don't really think about comic books on a day to day. And they get to meet someone like me, or you know, we've got Fred Kennedy here, or Keith Gradshaw, or Sean Daly. Like, there's you know, Ricky Lima, and they get introduced to all these really different types of stories that get told in the medium of comics. And I love that. Uh, and I think it's also cool because I mean, you know, a fan expo can be expensive, right? I mean, if you're, you know, when I was 14, 15, and I was like at the height of like my comics loving, mm-hmm. I didn't have the money to like, you know, I didn't live in Toronto. I I did take a train or get in there and. And so I think it's important to be able to get into, you know, to get around the city because there are so many people who would love to come to Fan Expo but can't. And so, yeah, I, there's a couple of people who I've already met today who are like, oh, man, I'm so glad this is here. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't get to Fan Expo this year. So, yeah, it, it's it's nice to give back to community. And it's it's a library. And if you can do something that helps the library, like, I feel like that's good for you. Whatever yeah. happens at the end of your days, helping a library is definitely, like, I'm far less likely to have a pitchfork shoved up my ass. Now. Right. And uh, a lot of people don't realize too, you can get a lot of graphic novels and trade paperbacks out of libraries. Yeah. Because sometimes you, you see a book or a creator or whatever and you're like, I'm not really sure if I want to buy that or whatever. So you buy the first volume or something and, and the library's good like that. Like, Oh, for sure. Right? We've had tons of people come up to us and be like, yeah, I got your first couple books out of the library and they look kind of ashamed. I'm like, no, 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 that's cool. Like, the library bought them. Th- they're there for you to read. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a gra- I mean, I, I, I read I read graphic novels from the library too. <laughs> yes, I know. Because that's, like I said, it's a good way to figure out like if you like something or not. Like Sometimes you're like, I didn't like this. Just take that back. And yeah, like, or a librarian could lead you if you go into your regular library. They're like, oh, hey, I know you. Know, I know you. I know what you like to read. You pick this thing up. You'll mm-hmm. love it. No, it's great. So as you said, this is a great place for you to uh, meet fans and fans to meet you. So introduce yourself and some of the books that you work on. Sure. So my name is Connor McCreary. Uh, I'm a comic book writer. Uh, sorry, I'm just the writer. 
Uh, I'm probably best known for a series called Kill Shakespeare, which I do with Anthony Delcall, uh, and Andy Belanger was the artist on the first run of books. Uh, I've also done uh, Holmes, uh, Sherlock Holmes and Harry Houdini. Yeah, uh, for high five Dynamite. for that. High five, on, high five on Holmes and Houdini. Yes. Uh, I've done the Assassin's Creed uh, books, uh, three of them, for Titan. Uh, I've done Adventure Time regular show, a crossover event for Boom. I've written for the Adventure Time and the regular show comic, like the, their regular comic lines as well. Uh, I've got a new all-ages book coming out next year called Catacombers with a company called Paper Cuts. So, yeah, I, I like to feel like I'm no longer a baby newbie in comics, but I'm still kind of a baby newbie. Like, I've only just done 10 books. For Jim Zub, that's like a month. Yeah, I know. That guy is busy. He's a workhorse. Super prolific. Yeah. When you do something like Adventure Time, which is like a corporate entity type book versus some of your own creative work. Do you like the freedom, I guess, that you get with your creativity or do you like the kind of platform that you get? Because like everyone knows Adventure right. Time. Yeah, no, I mean, both are good. I mean, they're, I mean, I love working on Kill Shakespeare, right? It's really satisfying to sit there and come up with ideas and be like, yeah, I can do that. I mean, even with Kill Shakespeare, it's a partnership, right? I mean, Anthony and I, we don't censor each other, but we do work together, right? We got to find the best idea that we both like. Um, but I mean, I've never had a bad experience. I've heard of bad experiences where you work on a, like a big licensed property and every idea you pitch, they say no to, and they give you like ridiculous rules. Like I've heard those horror stories. I haven't had that experience. Like we've worked on Assassin's Creed mm -hmm. and Adventure Time and Regular Show, the two biggest I would say that I've worked on. And in both cases, the license holders were really supportive and were like, go, like we want you to do fun, crazy things. And I think that's kind of the benefit of comics. I think the stakes are a little lower. People let you mess around with their sandbox a little bit more as opposed to like a film or something where everybody's like really nervous. Like what if, I don't know, what if the core fans don't like it? Where here they're like, we trust the core fans are going to figure out what you're doing. And, you know, we were, we were allowed to do a lot of things, especially in Assassin's Creed, where they were like, oh, we've never done that before. But go ahead, man. Like, Go do that. Let's see how it works. Does Holmes and uh, Houdini count as a corporate book or was that like, are those like... It was weird because it's kind of in between. So Nick Barucci is the, the CEO of Dynamite. And after Kill Shakespeare came out, uh, we'd been nominated for a Harvey Award and we were well, sitting with Nick. High five for that. Oh, thank you. That's we were sitting cool. with Nick at the award show and Nick looked over at us and he's like, I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan and I've always wanted to do a comic book where Sherlock Holmes and Harry Houdini are in the same world. Is that crazy? And Anthony and I looked at each other and we're like, no, that sounds amazing. And so we sent him a couple of ideas. And so it was a corporate book in the fact that Dynamite was like paying us to do the book. Like we didn't own it, but it wasn't a corporate book in case, in the case like nobody controls Holmes or Houdini, right? They're, they're one's That's a public figure and one, the other one's in public domain. Mm -hmm. So we got to basically do whatever we wanted. And I think once, you know, Nick was basically like, now that you're doing this thing I've always wanted and you're doing it in a way that I think is funny, like he was like, just do it. Like he was never like, oh, I want Houdini to like jump off a clock tower. He <laughs> yeah. was just like, do it. I love it. I, I would love, you know, Anthony and I would still love to do more of those books. We had a lot of fun doing that first one. And so we're always kind of hopeful that one day we'll get this random phone call and it'll be like, it's time for Holmes and Houdini number two. All right. On the other hand, we could do it ourselves because well, it's all public domain. There you go. So uh, just break down the story of that book a little bit because it was really cool. It's a lot oh, of sure. fun. Oh, sure. Thank you. So, I mean, Sherlock Holmes and Harry Houdini is basically set in turn of the century England. In real life, Harry Houdini was doing a tour of Europe that made him a superstar. And so our book is, takes place during the British leg of that. And what Houdini would do is he would show up at, um, often at police stations and do an escape to advertise his tour. So in our book, he's in Scotland Yard. He's doing this escape. Everybody applauds. And then this voice comes wafting out of the cells, mocking Houdini for this little trick he just pulled and then explaining exactly how he did it. So obviously Houdini's not too pleased. You know, excuse me, sir, what makes you so smart? Into the light, 
steps Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Now, I won't tell your listeners why Holmes is in jail, (laughs) but I will tell them that pretty quickly he and Houdini become embroiled in a series of murders that seem to be caused by the supernatural. Obviously, Holmes doesn't believe in the supernatural. And in real life, Houdini hated spiritualists. He hated the notion of the supernatural. So he also was like, yeah, no, ghosts are definitely not responsible. And the two decide to work together to find out the truth. The first thing they discover in their investigation, both of them really suck at being <laughs> Watson. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a Victorian buddy cop story with yeah. like the two greatest egos imaginable. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I really do hope that you get to do a sequel for it. Oh, thank you. And uh, you mentioned the other popular book is Kill Shakespeare. So yes. break that down as well. What can people thank expect you. when they pick that up? So, I mean, Kill Shakespeare is basically if Game of Thrones and Shakespeare had a drunken one-night stand, <laughs> we're the illegitimate babies. It's an action-adventure story. takes all of Shakespeare's characters, pits them in the same world, and then f- fights, forces them to fight against each other on this quest to end all tragedy. And, and basically it comes down to characters like Richard III and Lady Macbeth believe that there is this evil wizard named William Shakespeare who is responsible for all tragedy. While characters like Falstaff, Othello, and Juliet, spoiler alert, she's not dead, <laughs> um, they believe that Shakespeare's the creator and that you know what has to happen is basically the second coming. Nobody the, dies in comics anyways. Yeah, nobody. The guy, the guy yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> the guy stuck in the middle of those two sides is Hamlet. So the guy, the guy who's the worst at making a decision has to make a choice that's possibly going to destroy the world and yeah and that's what it is if you if you love fantasy adventure and if you either love or love to hate shakespeare it'll be your new favorite thing and you just recently had something cool that came out of that which is a game yes yes yeah we have a kill shakespeare board game we put together Uh, we've got a stage play based on kill shakespeare that actually was just at the globe theater and we're actually developing kill shakespeare as a tv show i actually don't know if you knew this uh we're developing it with nbc universal as a tv show yeah thank you uh but yeah the board game is very much like pandemic basically if you it's a it's a game where you and your friends play as a team against the board, except only one of you can win. So while you all have to work together so that the team is succeeds, all of you are doing your own little things to make sure that ultimately you're remembered as the hero mm-hmm. of the revolution. Uh, super replayable, definitely a deep game. This is not a, hey, let's play for 25 minutes. This is order pizza, sit down for two hours, open up a bottle of your favorite, like, bottle of whatever, mm-hmm. and just, like, dig in there and, like, you know, double-cross each other. <laughs> That's a good evening. Yeah, I'm, I think so. Um, you mentioned, like, you hope that you get to do more um, Houdini and, like, more books and stuff like this. Are you surprised at how K- Kill Shakespeare has kind of taken off? And like you said, it's, like, on NBC potentially. It's got a board game now. It's got, like, a play. That's a lot for a comic book. Yeah, I mean... When Anthony and I started the project, actually, it's funny. Anthony and I are both 